Roethlisberger somehow gets out of there, and now he's taken down. Cassius Marsh. At the conclusion of the play, taunting defense number 59. 15-yard oh. penalty will create a first down. Oh, that's bad. Marsh. Unbelievable. Marsh makes the play again, just elevated. But I didn't see it there. No, I didn't see it there. Fields throws. Got his guy. Allen Robinson down the sideline. And we'll see where they spot him out. You see Allen Robinson run up on his toes, and then he leaves enough room to be able to fade to the sideline. Fields under some pressure. Throws on the run. Lost one of the end zone. It is caught. It's Moody for the touchdown. What a great play. The Bears have roared all the way back. Just extending the play. Justin Fields gets outside of the pocket, puts that ball perfectly where only Mooney can get it. One foot, two feet. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's time for, uh, it's a Bears podcast on a Tuesday because they got to showcase their brilliance on Monday Night Football last night. With me, as always, is actor-comedian Mike Pusteri. Uh, if you uh, if, if you love this podcast so much you want to subscribe to it, go to disappeo.com and uh, click the little button and push it to whatever uh, podcast uh Machine, you operate. Is that how that works? Um, or you can sign up for the newsletter at pointlessexercise.com, and you could read uh, about 85,000 words about last night's game. I did a running diary and didn't bother to edit it. I said, this is all gold. You get it all. And I even threw in my half-assed damn Pompeii bullets at the end. Um, and Mike, since you're a, uh, a busy, successful actor and comedian, how can people follow along with your career? Uh, that was a good read, by the way, the, what you just put out. So I recommend everybody grabbing that. Uh, people can find me at uh, MikePusateri.com on the Twitters at, at MikePusateri. And uh, if you want to go to your if you're a, if you're a TV film nerd, go to IMDb and check uh, check me out there. I am Mike Pusateri 2. Do. The Deuce. The Deuce. The sequel. The rare sequel that's, that's <laughs> better than the original. You're the godfather 2 exactly. of Mike Pusateri's. Uh, well, thank you. You can think of it that way. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you can write that on your. I'll make you a T-shirt that says that, and you can wear it on your new headshots. Oh, there that you way go. you're not bragging; you're simply wearing clothing, I'm which just you saying, should. 
Just standing effect. Yeah, which you should be wearing. Uh, on my clothing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't. Game. I don't know where to start with last night's game, other than whoever the ESPN director is. I'm going to hunt him down, and I'm <laughs> going to kill him because I don't know how they managed to shoot the final kick in such a way that it looked like the ball hit the crossbar and bounced no good, when in reality it barely hit the paint in the end zone. Well, even fooled Steve Levy. Yes. He thought the same thing I did. I thought, oh, God, it's another fucking doink. Right. But it was not a doink. Not close at all. It was. Uh... Yeah. Well, you know, sadly, that was the least of our problems. I, 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 have, I have a bigger question. I, I'm sure there's a good reason for this. I can't think of what it is. But why are we fans of this team? I, I, ask, I ask myself that about a lot of these teams. That's a good point. That's a good point. Like, had I been a savvy person on November 3rd, when I woke up on November 3rd, 2016, I would have said, thank you, Cubs. You did it. I enjoyed it. I'm done with you. Goodbye. I'm moving on. Never going to get any better than this. Didn't do that. I was a young lad when the Bears won the Super Bowl, and here they had this dominant team. I thought, going to win 10 of these in the next 12 years. Yeah. Who, that, who does that sound like, by the way? Yeah, that didn't happen. I was not as young of a lad, but I too had those same hopes and dreams that were became uh, crushed over time. It is, and that would be a, a good topic for another time. Would be though, why? For most, well, I've never asked you how you became a uh, a Bear and Cub fan. Now, in my, I inherited it. Oh yeah, I me had, too. I had no choice. I grew up. Yeah. Dad, Dad was a Cub and a Bear fan, and I was just a Cubs. I thought I didn't realize you had a choice. It was yeah, like no, you were assigned at birth. Right. It's like I was, that's why I'm Catholic. I was born Catholic. Yeah. That's why, you know, yeah, same with no me. choice. Yeah, no choice in the matter. Yeah, you don't get yeah, to, no ch- you don't no. like, when, when, oh, and the Catholics get you early. Yeah, well. Baptize you, know. you when you're an infant. <laughs> First communion when you're in second grade. Mm-hmm. Some of them, I didn't get confirmed until I was a junior in high school, because that's when they did it. But there's some kids that get confirmed in like sixth grade. Before you get like it. it's like, you're, you're stuck, kid. We'd like to ever welcome everyone listening to the 700 Club as yes, we that's right. <laughs> on the Catholic Broadcasting Network. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's the reason. We we have no choice. We inherited it, and this is the mess that we're stuck with. But why don't – I mean, I know there are people who do it, I, and I'm sure I think they're rubes, but they've got it more figured out. Why doesn't anybody ever really change? I guess, to me, people seem to only change when they if they move, like permanently. Yeah. Like you – you are like, what are you? You're not bi-coastal. I'm bi-coastal if we consider Chicago a coast, yeah. certainly. There's, there's, a, there's water in Chicago. Yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah, I mean, 20 years ago, if you moved, then you, you couldn't follow your team, right? So now you can move anywhere and basically follow your team. So it's less of a thing now. But I don't know. Um, I, I, so for the third week now, Nagy has once again, the man is a magician at one thing and it's not, it's at not getting fired because yeah. <laughs> for three weeks in a row now you, you can make the case. Okay. That should have been it. But the first week we found out he tested positive for mm-hmm. COVID on Monday. So you can't fire him then. That's as heartless. Then the next week he missed a game at an undisclosed hotel room, which of course, you know, they couldn't even share why he was, that he was in a hotel I, room, but I'm sure he was, at, he was at the O'Hare Hilton. Yeah, that you would think. For no other reason than it's the most overpriced hotel in the world. And, of course, that's where he'd be because you're, you're at the, sh- the airport. And... The sh- yeah. 
Schomburg Ramada. Um, so, so he couldn't fire him that week. And then this week he can't fire him because of the stupidest, crazy officiating that uh, and maybe any of us have ever seen, at least in a very long time. That was some bonkers officiating. I will agree with you. It was the, it was the worst officiating game I can remember in a very long time. I will disagree with you that you can't fire him because of it. Because I would, I would, what am I doing? Proposing? Yeah, propose. Proposing? I'm, I think that the Bears have a reputation of being a sloppy team, of being a yep. stupid team. 100%. And I think refs look for this kind of shit and can find it because the Bears do it. Now, yeah. two of the penalties just jumped off the screen as actually three. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the Jalen Johnson pass interference then too because I thought that was bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, they all led to either the Bears getting points or uh, getting fewer points. Mm-hmm. Bears giving up points or or scoring but getting fewer points. And the three were the Jalen Johnson pass interference where he got called because of the stupid he didn't turn around to play the ball. It's not a thing. Right. You probably should. It's good defensive back technique to actually turn around and look at the ball. But you don't have to do it. That ball can hit you in the back of the head if you want, as long as you're not all over the guy. It's not interference, and he wasn't. And you know over the that, guy. that is, and that is never ever pointed out. No, by just whatever by me. Not, and then there are, never points that out. And then there's morons on Twitter just assume I'm wrong. It's like no, 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 I'm not wrong. I'm, I'm me. I'm, I thought I was I'm, wrong. I've been wrong once in my life. I thought I was wrong, but I was right. <laughs> and the James Daniels, the blocking low outside the tight end box. Crazy. Was incorrect for two reasons. Number one, he was still in the tight end box, and number two, he missed. <laughs> you, that's like calling a guy for holding because it looked like he wanted to, but he couldn't actually grab the defensive lineman. It's the there's same no thing. A, like he wanted no, to block low, but he just completely whiffed. There's no attempted block low penalty yeah, in no. the NFL. That's you not, actually have to do it. You actually have to block low. Yeah, that's no. We're not. Um, it's not murder and manslaughter. It's all mm-hmm. or nothing. Right. And then, of course, the ridiculous, the taunting call on our beloved Cassius, who we just met about two minutes before the penalty. And you, I've seen, I assume you've seen the video of Tony uh, Cornetti, Coretti. Yeah, throwing his ass into him. And then staring him down and throwing the flag basically at him. And then throws, yeah, with a flourish, yeah. with a follow through. Ah, gotcha. Flag through. What the hell is that? That that might be the most egregious individual thing I've ever seen. He he, he hip checks him. The player runs into him because the referee hip checked him, and then gleefully the referee is throwing a flag forty eight uh, feet in the air. It was like higher higher than Wilson Contreras' bat flip against the White Sox a couple seasons ago. Yep. It's way up in there. He couldn't have been happier to call that penalty. So he got interviewed after the game by the pool reporter, who happened to be Adam Hogue of the. Um... NBC Sports Chicago. And he claimed that the penalty was actually on Cassius staring at the Steelers bench before he turned to run off the field and then just happened to bump into Tony, even though Tony's the one who bumped into him. To me, that's bullshit because he had plenty of time to throw the flag while he was doing it. He clearly was just decided, all right, asshole. Yeah, there's video. It's time for a. I don't want. I don't want the Steelers to have to punt. Here you right. go. 
I mean, that is easily disabused because there's video. And so he, what is his last name? Marsh? Cassius Marsh? Uh, That sounds too easy. Cassius Marsh? Hey, Marsh. Let's see. Yeah, Cassius Marsh. He's a football outside linebacker, according to Google. Um, so his, the backstory on this is the last time he played in the NFL was last year for the Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. He was in training camp with them this year. He got cut. The Bears signed him to the practice squad. He surprisingly got called up, uh, yesterday morning. So he didn't, wasn't even sure he was going to play. He plays, he plays in Pittsburgh, the place he used to play. He plays against his old teammates, against the team that cut him and he makes, the play of the game, the defensive play, play of the, the game. game. And yep. so he celebrates it, and I missed the kick. Apparently the roundhouse kick was really something. Because on the replay, <laughs> it always starts after that. Right. Um, and so you you think you would cut a guy a little slack. Well, you would think. You know, he, he, he didn't. He wasn't flipping well, anybody off. He wasn't pointing. He wasn't yelling. He wasn't doing anything. He was just looking like, ha-ha, you should have kept me. Look how creepy looking I am. I could be creepy looking for you. And then he runs off the field. Well, and and if you're not going to cut him any slack, at least don't throw your ass into him. Yeah, is that too much to ask? So NFL Super Bowl official. So the Steelers would have had to have punted there. Instead, they kept the ball, oh, and then they kicked dev- field goal. That was that. That was devastating. Yeah. On the Jalen Johnson one, they also would have been a punt that ended up that drive continued. That was a field goal. So there's six points they shouldn't have had. And then the James Daniels play was a touchdown for the Bears. After the penalty, the Bears ended up not scoring, and then they kicked a field goal, and that cost the Bears four points. So in a in a one point game, two point game, two point, one game. point game, one point game, wait, one point game, right? Because um, no, two point twenty nine twenty seven. Oh, twenty nine twenty. All right, twenty nine twenty seven. According to the worldwide data. Yeah, that's right. When did Brian Greasy want him to go for two? Oh, that was yeah, before. Oh, I, that made no sense. Oh, they might go for two now, and then they can no, go up but... by two. <laughs> and he even immediately goes. He did. Yeah, so that was before the – that was t- the, for the Bears to get to 27 instead of right. getting to 28, where they could have lost 29 to 28 instead of 29 to 27. Michigan, even he, yeah. with his Michigan education, goes, uh, yeah, no, they're going to kick no matter what. Yeah. You think? Thanks, yeah. That's one of those, wait, they're gonna, why would they go for two – Oh, you're just an idiot. Never mind. I okay. think if there's a penalty like that on the extra point, the way it works is you can either take it on, you can take the ball on the, uh, you can take the penalty on the kickoff, or you can take half the distance of the goal line from the two if you want to go for two. Mm-hmm. Why isn't the choice you could take half the distance and you can kick the extra point from the old comfy spot? Doesn't that know. seem like you should be able to, you're going to put it at the one now and you can do either. Seems, yeah, seems like I mean, that would, that would be a sufficient penalty then because guys do miss extra points, but hardly anybody ever missed from the old spot. Right. That seems like that should be the rule, but it's not. I like it. Well, and I think I figured out too why 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 the Bears won't fire or I, I still think if, if they lose to the Ravens, it's got to be it. But I could see why they're not having fired him yet. Because I did the, I did, I made a very poor decision. I actually watched the the Nagy press conference after the game, and I, I learned two things. The first thing I learned is that I learned nothing about mm-hmm. the game. The second thing I learned is I, I, I see why they like him. 
because he's just he's just kind of he just kind of says he's, he's he's got a pleasant demeanor in front of the press. He's not you know he's not like spitting his gum out like Dick would do. He's not you know hooting and hollering about the refs. He just seems like a nice guy, and he's just talking about yeah we you know he's taking a responsibility and we've got to correct some things and you know I have to look at the tape and but you know after four and years I, of the same shit. I'm not. I'm not just. No, I'm just saying. I'm, even I'm even McCaskies can't they be like, all right? He says every loss they're going to fix this, and they never fix it. I'm at a loss for what What's other explanation. Yeah. I'm at a loss for what other explanation it could be. I just think that there's some. They just. I I'm blaming his demeanor. I'm blaming the fact he still has a job on the Steelers, because any decent team would have run the fucking Bears off the field in that first half. Yeah. That should have been thirty-five nothing. Instead, it was fourteen to three. The Bears yeah. couldn't do anything. They couldn't get out of their own way on offense. They couldn't really get out of their own way on defense. And they were. It didn't feel like they were in the game because we didn't expect any different in the second half. Right. And we know that was right. the kind of. Th- I mean, Vag made the they they strapped her to the uh, steam engine and they and they rode her ass out to Pittsburgh to watch the game. Mm-hmm. That's perfect time to have lost sixty to nothing and have her go. All right. That young man with the hat with the that he cut the top off of, he's <clears throat> not coming back with us. I mean, I was yeah. really hoping that at halftime Larry Wisdom would show up to give Matt a ride back to the office. <laughs> but that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Because really, we saw we saw what we <laughs> we always knew it was true, which was uh, Justin Fields is very talented and he is able to make he's able to overcome his coaching yes. from time to time. Yes. But man would it be nice to see him with an actual competent coach in an actual competent offense because yeah. his the the uh, his the ability just drips off that guy. Yeah. 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 I mean that, I, it's, the fourth quarter was a clinic in where to place footballs. Right. Right. Uh, just remove that obstacle. Remove the head coach. Ops. It's hard enough to be good in the NFL, period. It's hard. It's, it's that much harder as a rookie. You don't need your own coach and coaching staff making it even harder, Roger. I mean, now we're left with the fear that Fields is so good that he will, over the next eight games, Win, win a few games for the Bears and look really good and convince the dopes with the Bears who want to be convinced more than anything that this is working. Mm-hmm. And it's not working. He's making it work because he's good. Don't yeah, continue I mean, to saddle him with these dopes. We, we talked about the bad calls, but there are a lot of calls that were not bad that were just mind-numbingly dumb yeah. that the Bears continue to do the, the how do you not how do you not know how to line up two plays in a row I, how is that how is that i mean i gotta give him credit it used to be that the the offense was the ones who didn't know how to line up now the defense has joined in on the party defense is like hold my beer we cannot line up just as good as you i mean big play bob is like lining up you know as the steelers fullback well and and, and if you're why okay after the first penalty where they couldn't line up as you're watching the second Play. I'm like, he's not like he's he's lined up in the neutral zone. Clearly, you can yep. see this on TV. They're going to call this again. Get back, get back. Doesn't get back. Flag. No. And then just to make it feel better, 
Uh, Travis Gibson did it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, hey, this looks like fun. <sighs> so every week, it, uh, it's astounding. I don't know how he's going to, I don't know how he can continue to top himself. But every week we get the, <laughs> the timeout followed by some absurdity. And this time we got, the timeout itself was stupid. So the Bears yeah. line up, Darnell Moody lines up on the wrong side of the formation. Justin Fields gets him moved. There are three seconds left on the play clock. Fields is clearly about to take the snap. No harm, no foul. Nagy calls timeout. So it's first half. He loves to waste timeouts all the time, but he loves to waste them in the first half. Yeah, well, which is which is a long, as we've talked about, a long-standing Bears tradition. He's not the first, but he is certainly carrying it on. But it's always fun to see what's going to happen next, because the wasted timeout is like the that's that's the appetizer. The main course is yeah. coming. And the we main course that. the main course <laughs> this time was they lined up illegally, then yeah. they corrected it, they ran the play, and Tony Carante gave him a penalty for lining up illegally initially. Yeah, what is even that? though they fixed it. Every time a team breaks the huddle and goes to the line, you could argue they're lined up incorrectly. Yeah. It's like, well, just a second ago, we were all standing in a big fucking circle back here. <laughs> yeah, that's not legal. You can't we stand just in a run circle. the play out of this. Yeah. <laughs> Have you that, that right? Tony Carrenti had quite the day yesterday. Yeah. And then the one that I actually, I think the the thing that sums up the Matt Nagy Bears more than anything was on the final drive that the Steelers had. Ben Roethlisberger thought he caught the Bears with too many men on the field. <laughs> hurried up, snapped the ball. Flag was thrown. The officials huddled, and then the explanation was the man running off the field was the 11th player. <laughs> so the Bears were so conv- were so convinced they had too many men on the field, they were going to play a crucial snap on the final drive with 10 guys. Now, granted, the 11th guy was T's Tabor. I don't know anybody would have missed him. But I just, how does this shit happen in the ninth game of your fourth year? See, you know what we need to do? We need to have a camera focused on Nagy for the entire game. So we could catch the reaction when the ref says, uh, that was the 11th man running off the field. That's not a penalty. Uh, yeah. That, that, that's a, that. how much you want to bet because he's got, he has, he's got all this free time on the sidelines. Now he was the one who couldn't count to 12 and was like frantically waving for one of the players to come off the field. <laughs> get off, get off. But coach, no, there's like, get off. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Maybe he wants to play with 10. You think it's uh, the Hoosier, Hoosiers movie? My team's on the floor. Hey, coach, we're allowed to have eleven. <laughs> Shut up! Get over here. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Justin Fields had a brilliant game. I mean, clearly his best game. He looked terrific. He he looked exact. He looked exactly like you want a young quarterback to look. He looked fantastic. And by the way, let's compare him to Jordan Love, just <laughs> briefly. For all of the uh, media types and meatball fans were like, no, no, no. Justin needs to sit for a year behind Andy Dalton. And that way he can learn. Well, Jordan Love has been sitting for a year and a half behind. Granted, he's an idiot, but he's one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history with a much better coach and a much better team. And he sucks. (laughs) At least he sucked in his first game. They have a... The Packers have a perfectly coherent offense with yep. good players in it. And yep. Jordan Love was completely overmatched. Completely. While the while uh 
Justin Fields is playing with a guy who should be selling, uh, you know, white walls somewhere, and with uh, ten guys that they found at a park, mm-hmm. and um, he managed to somehow lead the Bears to an average of seven yards a play yeah. last night. Right. So congratulations to the Bears. They uh, have now have uh, become the 32nd team this year to throw for at least 200 yards in a game. It only took them nine weeks to do it. Wow, that's great. The 32nd team. So there's like, what, 300 teams in the league? Yeah, it's like uh, Division One, Division One college basketball. There's 368. So top 10%. So they're the last team in the league to do that. Yeah, congratulations for that. Uh, their uh, 27 points is the season high. I didn't do the math yet, but I, I think it's got their average over 16 points a game now. You know, probably does. It's a pretty rarefied air there. So things are really humming for the Bears. <laughs> um, I want to, <clears throat> to me, when the Bears run the Wildcat, <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense because you could argue that their best runner is their quarterback. So they take him out so that David Montgomery, their second best runner, who is, uh, I would guess, not much of a passer. Probably not. Plays yeah. quarterback. Right. And they did it uh, several times. Yeah. And I will be damned if, for the first time that I can remember in the Matt Nagy era, they did it for a reason. Yeah, they lined actually, up and they ran basically out of, they ran out of the same Wildcat formation. You get Ryan Nall on the field and, every, and all the Steelers are shit in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they ran that end around action with Mooney every time. And it's like, he, they're never going to fucking give him the ball. What? They're never going to give it to him. And the Steelers, after seeing it four times, are like, don't worry about that guy. They never give him to him. And goddamn it, they gave it to him. And he ran for a 15 yard touchdown at the perfect time. Yep. And he could have run for a thousand. If they needed a thousand yards on that play, yep. he could have run for a thousand yards. He'd still be running. So yep. I will. Uh, they, but here's the thing. That uh, while Bill Lazor is busy uh, patting himself on the back, uh, that shit's supposed to happen like 10 times a game. Yeah. Everything you run early in the game is supposed to be designed, A, to work, but also, B, to give looks to the defense that you are going to run a vastly different action out of later in the game. So they think, because the defense is looking for an edge, and they recognize plays, and like, aha, I know what they're going to do here, and you get them taking one step in the wrong direction, and you got a big play, and the Bears, mostly because Nagy had been calling plays the whole time, and he's way too fucking impatient to do mm-hmm. that. He just runs a bunch of, oh, look at this, this one's going to work, oh, this one's going to work, over and over and over again. So it was nice to see them act like an actual competent football team, only they, just, they still don't do it very often. No, they don't. I also enjoyed the entire uh, goal line series where it was just, just throw it to Jimmy. <laughs> just keep throwing it to Jimmy. Get it to Jimmy, lass. I did like, so uh, the Monday Night Crew, which I admittedly had not had not really paid any attention to this year because most of the games I have been watching the, the, Manning, uh, the Manning family jamboree. Right. Um. I always knew Lewis Riddick is good, and I think he's really good. I actually think Greasy's pretty good. He's, he is pretty good. He got a few things wrong, but he's generally pretty good. Uh, Steve Levy left quite a bit to be desired, I think. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. not uh, – he's, he's much okay. easier to listen to than Joe Tessitore, who <laughs> everything was the greatest thing that ever had happened to anyone. Right. Um, but, yeah, not, not great. But uh, Riddick – I really liked what he said. So they throw it, they throw the ball to Jimmy, and that's the one he probably should have caught. Gets knocked away from him. They go back to him again, and he says, uh, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't be going that way again. Jimmy had his chance and he blew it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I will give Levy credit. He said that uh, Justin Fields is far more comfortable under center than in the shotgun, which is correct. And then Greasy immediately said, which is surprising considering he was in the shotgun all the time at Ohio State, which we know is false. Yeah. I, and I, don't I don't know, know how many it, times. Uh, yeah. The other thing is, honestly, the Bears, with the way that the offense they run, should probably never be in the shotgun. Because really the only thing they have going for them is that now they're a competent running team is the threat of the run. And they don't run when they run out of the shotgun. It's that old shit where we went over weeks ago where they make poor David Montgomery basically stop and then they hand the ball right. and they start running again. So that doesn't work. I, I, yeah, I hate the short yardage run out of the shotgun. So here's something for uh, the fans at home to, to, to do. Oh, a game. When you watch the replay of the uh, of the Darnell Mooney touchdown pass, the one that looked like it was going to win the game, mm-hmm. there is a view on uh, on the cut up that is most floating around Twitter. It's like from the All Twenty Two, so you can see it. And one of the things I've been bitching about in the newsletter over and over again, because uh, it turns out it was uh, J T O'Sullivan who said it. And by the way, when you go to J T O'Sullivan's, uh, try the nachos; they are excellent. Um, a lot of good appetizers at J.T. O'Sullivan's. He mentioned, and now I can't not see it all the time, that the Bears run so many static routes. Right. What he means by that is the Bears, for some reason, most of their plays are designed for the wide receiver to run to a spot and stop. Mm-hmm. Now, that's how we played football on the playground when we were like eight. You know, you just quarterback right. dropped back. Everybody ran to a spot and stopped. You threw the ball to him, and then they started running again. It doesn't make any sense. The touchdown pass to Mooney, the original play, there are, there are three receivers going across. The, they all stop at about the five-yard line. They are all running. I don't even know what you would call those. I mean, they're I guess they're just comebacks, button hooks. <laughs> they all run them at the same level, except yep. when Fields – when Fields rolls out, breaks contain, Mooney turns and goes into the end zone and catches the pass. But that was not the initial design of the play was for him to be flat-footed facing the quarterback when he caught the ball. Right. I just, nobody runs an offense like that. The Bears wonder why they never have any yards after the catch. That's why. Because every other team, the guys are moving when they catch the ball. <laughs> well, it, se- it it seems like the, the the national broadcasters are catching up to the fact that I think all Bears fans know, which is that we've got something I think potentially very special in Justin Fields, and we've got a a, a head coach that is just uh, he. It's just a matter of time before he gets fired. He's just overmatched. And he's not. It's, it's not. It's not helping anything. He's he's not an NFL caliber head coach. Correct. And nothing, he's not going to learn how to be one. He doesn't know it by now, he's not going to be it. And his offense doesn't work, and he's too fucking stubborn to run anybody else's. He had to be be forced at you're going to be fired point to even make the accommodations that he's made now, which are still, I think, a half measure. Mm -hmm. Um... 
So I saw a stat that I'd say this is a really good sign, right? Larry Borum has played right tackle the last two weeks. Has anybody mentioned Larry Borum? No. No. That's good. That's good. good. Yeah. He's given up one sack and two quarterback pressures in two weeks going up against, uh, which Bosa is it, Nick? <laughs> Bosa, no. And which Watt is it, TJ? Two of the best pass rushers in the NFL, where you could be, where you would assume that a rookie is going to spend a lot of time uh, pushing them off the quarterback after he's sacked them. And Larry has not done that. Now I know um, he he is clearly a the beneficiary of the switch to Bill Lazor because they actually give their tackles extra help now. But you know right. who else does that? Every team in the NFL. Right. Right. They're not operating with a crutch. That's how the offenses are supposed to be designed. You way, chip you the guy, then the running back can leak out into the flat and be the, you know, be the safety valve. Bears just never did that shit before because the Chiefs don't hardly ever do that, and we're running the Chiefs' offense even though we don't have any of the players the Chiefs have. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, T.J. Watt. That reminded me, you know, as I mentioned, I I, I watched the Matt Nagy press conference while ripping my uh, eyebrows out and. He said something to the effect, did you notice? I don't know if you saw it or not, but he said something to the effect of, you know, T.J. Watt, T.J. Watt didn't really affect the game. Didn't affect the game. He had three sacks, including one on that naked bootleg where we decided evidently as an offense, we're not going to block T.J. Watt. Why bother to block him? Didn't affect the game. Yeah, that's Oh, he didn't affect the game. That's one of those where, so like when they install that play, Nobody, uh, nobody, no, no, no other coach, nobody else is like, okay, no, but when we run this this week against the Steelers, the guy Justin has to make miss is TJ Watt. Yeah. So it's probably not going to work. Ah, it'll work. Ah. It'll be fine. <laughs> can you do it, Justin? Can you make him miss? Maybe. All right, good enough for me. Let's make go. Run it. We'll run it. Let's, we're going to run six times. Like, no, yeah. don't run it six times, please. Just go away. <sighs> Um, defensively, um, you know, they held the Steelers to 280 yards. Oh, the Steelers offense is bad. I don't know what kind of, you think the Bears are running a high school offense. Uh, so is uh, former NIU great uh, Matt Canada. I don't know what that thing is, but it's it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't understand the Bears' plan of attack against, which was the Steelers, like the Bears, have a terrible offensive line. Mm-hmm. They have a couple of rookies slapped on it, which has made it a little bit better, but it's still bad. And the Bears have a injury-riddled secondary. And their plan was to rush four, sometimes only three, and just have the injury-riddled secondary just cover guys for 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. When you would have thought it would have been the opposite, which was we're just going to load up and make Fat Boy sling the ball around <laughs> Is that Roethlisberger? Is that what you mean by that? I honestly think they drafted that punter just because he's he's to make Ben. It was like anti body shaming. Like, hey Ben, look at this guy. Oh, I feel better about myself. Yes, yeah. as our buddy Andrew Cislak called him on uh, Twitter, uh, I believe he referred to Ben as the fat rapist. <laughs> wow! And of course, it's alleged twice. Never convicted. <laughs> That was my that was my nod to that was on the uh, when he 
when they call on their they have fourth and or they have third and one. Third and a foot. Mm-hmm. And if they convert it, they basically can milk the clock down, kick the field goal to end the game. Right. And they fake the handoff to Najee Harris, and Ben is going to run it around the right end himself. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes 15 minutes, and he doesn't get the – and I said, if he had been diving into the women's restroom, he would have made it. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good, yeah. But, I like uh, yours. I, I said I likened him to a, a porta potty rolling down the hill. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it was, it was uh, ugly stuff, but um... – But it's, you know, it's every week. It's some version of this. Yeah. It's not going to stop. It's not going to suddenly get better. It's not going to get better against the Ravens. No. Is, and is any, are, are we, are we just too apathetic? Have we just all given up hope that like, they're not going to fire Nagy, just whatever. I mean, is that. Well, we know they're not firing him this week. You mean this year? I can't imagine. In season. I can't in imagine season. that he's not making it to the end of the but I think that's because we've just become so numb to this. Because what, 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 what evidence do they give? I told you last week, and then I wrote it again because I believe it 100%. They're keeping Ryan Pace no matter what. Because that's the easiest thing for them to do is to just have him hire the coach instead of if they fire him, then they got to hire him. they gotta, they got to replace him, and then that guy's got to hire the coach. And that seems like an awful lot of work. Why don't we just keep Ryan, and then he can hire another coach. It'll be fine. Yeah. No, I... The odds are either... I think there's a. I think there is a. This is ridiculous, but this is what I think. I think there's a zero percent chance they both get fired. Zero, not one percent. I think there's a zero percent chance they both get fired. I think it's either. I think the most likely thing is Pace hires a new coach, and I think the second most likely one is they both come back again. And little and little Dan Pompey in his half-assed, um, whatever I can jot down on the back of an envelope in three minutes column in the Athletic today, he's. That guy's nose has been firmly up the various McCaskey's asses for decades. He's just floating the fact that, well, now that it looks like uh, Justin Fields is uh, is developing, uh, probably a pretty good chance that the Bears won't make any changes. That, to me, says that's what they want. That's, that's their preferred outcome up there right now, which is, I think things are going okay. They're not. Let me tell you, they're not going okay. It very much worried me when he wrote that. Mm-hmm. Even though I know he puts very little effort into that column. I have somebody who is familiar with the McCaskey family thinking told has him told that. him that. Yeah, that is that that is unsettling. <sighs> and speaking uh, of uh of bear media types who have never been any good. How did you like um, on the first pass of the game? It's uh, third and five, and (laughs) they run this weird little like three-yard stop route to Allen Robinson that apparently Fields is supposed to throw out in front of him to force him to start running again so he can go across the first down marker. Instead, he throws a little bit behind him so Robinson can't. He gets tackled for three yards, and they have to punt. And Hub is like... Uh, people were all over Allen Robinson for running that short of the sticks, but that's not Fields' fault. The, he threw it behind him, and he had to stop. It's like, no, <laughs> both things were true. Mm. Allen was stopping. He was, he was like, nestling up th- two yards short of the first down. Yeah. And the Fields threw it to him. Right. But 
you know, Hub, he, Hub <laughs> just gets he gets off every week on these weird petty analysis of fields, and then having all the Twitter people just get mad at him, get pounded on him. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't and know. I didn't think he ever read them, but he was replying to people on that. Yeah. I thought he just, I thought he didn't know how, like, I'm convinced Bruce Levine doesn't know that you can, that people can reply to the tweets. And so it doesn't <laughs> matter what anybody writes to him afterwards. He's just never going to see it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But Hub is, Hub is out there replying. Maybe if somebody says, hey, I replied to your tweet, you know, Bruce goes to his answering machine. Yeah. Hits play and listens. Like, I didn't get <laughs> it. I didn't get it. How, where did, what, what number did you call? Bruce drives down to the post office, post office <laughs> box. I look for the tweet response. Uh, where is it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a frightening hypothesis that they were going to that 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 they could both return. I, I, I just, uh, and it might be quite likely. I just don't see how how the fan base can, you know. The fan base can't apply pressure. Well, that's, yeah, that's the thing. It's going to have to, I think the thing that's going to save us is that, yes, the plan on whatever yesterday was, November 8th, may have been, unless shit really goes bad, let's let's just keep this together. Right. I think that it's impossible, given Nagy and the schedule, that shit doesn't go bad. Right. So I don't think he can avoid it. I think they're. I think they would prefer for him to just for the Bears to be mediocre, but for Fields to show um, signs of development, so that they can just run it back. But I think that the the remaining schedule that has the Cardinals on it, the Packers again, the Vikings twice, the and the Ravens that the Bears are you know they've already lost four in a row. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many yeah. wins are left on this schedule. I'm I'm convinced they're going to lose on Thanksgiving to the Lions, and that's the only way the Lions are going <laughs> to avoid the 0 and 17. Mm-hmm. And the Lions are counting on it. That's their that's like the one game they have circled as their we Super might Bowl. actually be able to win this. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of always is their Super Bowl because it's it's the only time they play on national TV, even though it's at 11:30 in the morning and most people are you know busy have their heads shoved up a turkey. Right. Um. That's their. I mean. Dan Campbell's going to have them all riled up. Now, granted, they're terrible, and that that you know doesn't help. But no, I almost well, wonder we... if the Bears basically looked at Khalil Mack and said, "We need you to be healthy for Detroit because we need to we need to win that game to save our jobs." So, yeah. So just take a month off and play in that one. What if what if Arlington Heights would just say, you know what? We don't want you guys. Why don't you guys go to Maywood? Maywood's you know, uh, Ted, we got a really attractive offer from TJ Maxx. That's where we're leaning. Yeah, I th- I'm seeing. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm seeing. Uh, I'm seeing Maywood in your future, there, Ted. You know, we think water parks are yeah pretty underrated. You know, Santa's Village <laughs> could, use, could use a football team. I feel. <laughs> Why don't you check them out? Yeah, I don't know. I just uh The game last night was it was it, well, it was like the bear. It was weird, right? So the first half Eve had they just they were bad. 
and you're like, yeah, oh, like, this we, game yeah, is terrible. We've like, seen all Steelers this. can't even make it watchable for neutral fans because they're terrible. Although, I said nice things about Lewis Riddick, but with him and Greasy, we're all over what a great player Najee Harris is. That dude averaged 2.8 yards of carry. 2.8, yep. And every time they gave him the ball on third and one, he lo- he either lost a yard or just fell down. The Bears, right. you know, the- how many times did the Steelers have to go for it on fourth down? And every time it's because it was preceded by a third and one. <laughs> yeah. That was the one thing we missed from the officiating crew was um, the what we got in the Packer game, which was the, and I, I, I don't know how it didn't happen last night. Harris gets thrown for a loss on uh, third and one, and they just signal first down like they did for uh, A.J. <laughs> Dillon. Eh, first down. Like, right. no, he lost a yard. Ah, yeah. close enough. He's going to get it on the next play. What are we waiting around for? So that was not uh, that was not an impressive. Uh, other than the great Pat Fryermuth. Ah, the great the great. Did he have two touchdowns? The wasn't, great Yeah, wasn't terribly impressed by anybody on the Steelers' offense. Mm. In fact, I used to lament that the Bears uh, took Cole Komet instead of Chase Claypool. But I think this year we've gotten an idea of what Chase Claypool would have looked like playing for the Bears. And mm-hmm. it's, it would not have. It, yeah. It, that was fine. Besides, Cole Komet had the game of his life last night. Yeah. He was all over the place. Right. Fantastic. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I question the um, – as much as I love Cairo Santos, and I I love him. He's, and by the way, nobody loves him more than no. me. I mean, it's Walter Payton, Cairo Santos, 1-2 bear history, the greatest Bears of all time. Right. Um, wouldn't you have been better off just having Justin Fields throw the ball at the end zone? Like, did anybody think Cairo was actually going to make yeah. a 66-year I, mean, I didn't think you know, it. I'm like, the dude is five foot two. What he's really good at is anything from, like, 52 in, he's going to make. That's a very valuable thing. That doesn't mean – I mean, he even – if you watch on the replay, he did the, the trick that kickers have to do in that situation was he took another step back. He tried – you know, he, he kind of yeah. was in between a kickoff run-up and a kick run-up. Him knowing that, fuck, I can't kick it this far. Here's the thing. I'm not lamenting it because it's a 1% chance versus a 1.5% chance. And I guess given the way the game was being officiated, but the the real play there is you throw it down there and hope you get a pass interference. Hope you get a pass interference. And then then you're kicking a a 17-yard field goal to win the game. Right. The way that officiating was going, I don't think that was – Actually, you know what would have happened if they'd have thrown – if they'd have thrown a Hail Mary on the final play. One of the Bears would have caught it. And they'd have been called for offensive pass interference. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. So I was thinking back to uh, two seasons ago on this podcast uh, when it was uh, Kyle and um, Mike. One of the things we routinely talked about was as much as we liked Allen Robinson, he can't run in a straight line. And he would catch the ball running down the sidelines and run out of bounds. Not like run out of bounds to avoid a hit, just veer out of bounds. Like he's a like he's a car with who's out of alignment, and it just pulls to the right. And he did it last night. Yes, he did. That pass he caught should have been a touchdown. Yeah, but he 
he's running and he just started to go right and he could not stop and he ran out of bounds. He needs an alignment is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, he does. Take him to farm and fleet and see what they can do for him. But it was like, it was funny because I actually, I was sitting there, I actually laughed because I'm like, oh yeah, because he never catches the ball anymore. We hadn't seen that, but there it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the two things he was best at a couple of years ago was uh, having the ball pulled out of his hands by a defensive back, trying to make some ridiculous catch to bail Mitch out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and running out, inexplicably uh, shimmying to the right and running out of bounds. And then uh, he got to do that last night. So that by the nice. way, can we, speaking of Mitch, can we just once, just once Twitter, I'm speaking to all of you Twitter, not have Trubisky trending. Did he trend last night? Because I didn't notice it. Uh, he, he's trending today. I'm oh, like, there you go. Good. It, took a, it, took a, it took another day. Yeah. Well, honestly, the it used to be – it's actually kind of mean. So it used to be he would trend with the, oh, you know, Bears might as well have stuck with Mitch. Now he's trending because Bear fans are basically saying, you know, Trubisky don't do any of this shit, and then they're just sharing yeah, highlights. Right. Now it's just yeah. mean. You know, yeah. Ah, Mitch, remember oh. how bad Mitch sucked? Well, he's gone now. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Uh, and you know damn well Mitch is going to start for somebody next year. I think this so. rehab yeah. tour with the Bills is going to work, especially if he gets a token start late in the year and he puts up pretty good numbers. And somebody's going to get him, and you're going to have all the stories about, oh, you know, the Bears misused him, and that's going to be true. And he never really got a chance. That's not going to be so true. And wait, we've really untapped him, and that's really not going to be true. Because right. he's just he's just not very good. I was talking to a buddy of mine, Big Bill's Fran, my friend a lot. And we're this this is where Reed Scott, we saw Reed Scott at one. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you think of Trubisky? He's like, yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah, he's great. We love him. I saw him. He's thrown three passes for us this year, all in 40 yeah. point blowouts. He's the he's best. Great. Yeah, wait till Josh Allen gets hurt and they all shit their right. pants the minute they see Mitch right. running out with an important situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody loves the backup quarterback till he plays. That's always the I mean, rough. Chase Daniel this is everybody's favorite player until uh, the quarterback gets hurt and you're like oh god this fat little guy is going to be playing yeah. for us now you know speaking of which really i get we you know we, we give we criticize him a lot we got to give him props when it's due excellent move by ryan pace to trade nick Foles and get three third oh no wait he's still on the team what do you think okay so Foles the last two weeks has been sick he doesn't have covid non-covid but he's been uh he hasn't practiced for two weeks because of an illness Mm-hmm. So I wondered if that was part of why they couldn't trade. I wonder if he's sick. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess. But, but it I didn't mean, make even for them. It didn't make any sense because no. you take anything for him. And he, like, he clearly would like to go. He wa- he still wants to play. I would think. Well, though, maybe he's happy to be like, you know what? I'll take my. Oh, that's true. He's got the best gig. Really, getting, the best getting gig. paid ten million dollars to. Yeah. Or he actually, he's make... he's not quite. I think he's. I think he's only six this year. I think it's only no, six million dollars. He'll be, he'll be. Up. I don't know how he gets by. Yeah. Andy Dalton gets the ten million to that play. Yeah. Well, you know, I've just we have it's post trade deadline, and you know, seemingly a, a lot of Bears media and Twitter were like, "Oh, I've got to got to trade, got to sell." So they, and we talked about it on the podcast. They're not going to do that. No. And they made zero no. moves. No, if they were going to do anything, they were going to add, which would be completely. Right. I mean, and we That's haven't even right. got to this guy, but I guess it's time now. Yes, yeah, your face. <laughs> I know where we're going. Cordell Patterson 2.0. Yeah, except, you know, with Corderell, there was always the off chance 
that he was going to break one, and he did last year. He That's broke true. one. He did. He did. There, he did. I know Jakeem Grant has five return touchdowns in his career, but there's no evidence that that's going to happen. And he's no. just – so it's clear, I mean, because we saw a Corderell, and we see it with him. It's very clear that the Bears just want the return to bring the ball up, no matter what. Just bring it. By the way, this is our special teams coordinator, right? The, the savior yeah. who was the interim head coach last right. year. He, he hasn't, yeah. It's eight yards deep in the end zone. Bring it out. What? Okay. You know, we get the ball at the 25. We don't have to bring it out. Are you bring sure? It out. Are you sure about that? I, isn't it the 15? Didn't they move it back? No, no, Five no. yards? It's, it's a 25. Really? Are you sure? I don't believe that. Just bring it out. Just bring it out. Let's not risk it. I don't want to find out the hard way. Yeah. Yeah, it's just – so then he brings it out, and then he does actually break a couple of tackles and immediately coughs the ball up and just rolls harmlessly to the Steelers' kicker. Right. It, it, there's a force field at the 25, and Bears return crosses that. How about how about one of the, the early punts when, for some reason – so he lets it drop, which is fine. It's rolling sideways, heading out of bounds. He kind of walks over near and then turns his back, and one of the uh, two of the Steelers grab him and shove him into the ball. Yeah. Now, that's not a thing. You're, you can't do that. And But there's a, the but the Bears clearly – here's another thing. The Bears clearly don't know the rules because they literally hurried up to run the next play because mm-hmm. they thought the Steelers were going to challenge that. Right. It's like, no, that's they not a rule. The Otherwise, wouldn't every team – how come you guys don't do it? When you, you just start you should, shoving guys at the ball? What you should do is take your time, try to bait them into challenging it and wasting a chance. Yeah, except, I mean, I think – I think Mike Tomlin's one of the most overrated coaches in sports, but he knows the rules. He's not going to do that. But if okay, but if you're the Bears, right? But if you're the Bears, if you we've established they don't know the rules. But if you do know the rules, you can see the galaxy brain thinking, "Aha! I'll bet they don't know the well, rules. Let's just bait we, them into this." We had an example. I remember this crap of a uh, Bear Steeler game uh, where Bill Cower managed to trick Dave Wanstead into calling a timeout late in the game. Oh. Gee, the, pack, the, the Steelers had scored and they needed extra points to tie the game. And it was very late. It was clearly headed to overtime. And he sent, he left the offense on the field while the bears ran their kick team, kick, you know, the, the X point block team on the field. So Wani had to call timeout because they were worried that the Steelers were going to go for two and try to win the game. Well, they had no mm-hmm. intention of that, except now the bears were out of timeouts when they kicked off to them. <sighs> so here's the thing. Now there was a lot of confusion on Twitter last night about the bears using their final timeout. Like, I can't believe they tried to ice the kicker. Well, they didn't try to ice the kicker. The clock was running and they had to call timeout. So they would have time left. So that was the proper use of the timeout. In fact, they were late. If you want to criticize Nagy for anything, it said he could have had an extra five seconds, which would have come in pretty handy. Yeah. Would have. Yeah. Um, but what people don't talk about is where did the other two timeouts go? Yeah, right. Because they were not used on the drive that gave the Bears the lead late in the game, and they were not used on the Steelers' drive to set for the go-ahead field goal where the where a, a real coach would have tried to strategically figure out, all right, because the Steelers were down to one timeout. So if you get to a point where you feel like they're on the fringe of field goal range and you're like, you know what, they're probably going to be able to at least kick a field goal, we need to save some time because we're going to need to score again. That's when a good coach starts calling his timeouts. Uh, the Bears didn't use them then because they didn't have them. Right. Because they never have them. Because they piss them away, you know, early in halves. Right. 
for no reason. For st- stupid reasons. I mean, they called one last night to avoid a delay game that wasn't going to be a delay game because their quarterback mm-hmm. was about to take the snap. Yeah. They took, I know where, I know where they took, they took both of them because they lined up wrong. One of them, and everybody else blames Mooney, and maybe it's because he's like the one guy who is like, shit, we're lined up wrong. I, I got to go cover, you know, it's almost like he's like, oh, I be, that guy's uncovered. I better run over there. That's right. all. I was like, oh, Darnell Mooney can't line up. I like, do we have any idea that it's really him? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or is it that the coach has drawn up an, a play that's an, it's an illegal formation? I think it's probably that's that. entirely possible. Look at this. <laughs> what if we have all the linemen stand on each other's shoulders and make <laughs> one huge lineman? Nobody's uh, ever seen that before. Right, no, Matt, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. Take live tuna fish and feed them mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a play, Coach. But okay. Um, <laughs> Someone get Coach a sandwich. Coach is hungry. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it is our they are our cross to bear in life. The bears. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but here it is, another another playoff-less Bears team. So the game ends, and uh, Lisa Salters is going to do a 15-minute interview with uh, uh, the creepy uh, perv on the field. And so I flip over to Chicago Sports, or NBC Sports Chicago to watch that post-game, and who's on the couch? Dave Blonstead. Hey, uh, Curtis has got a knee. Anytime they play a Monday... A Pittsburgh-themed uh, if they team. Well... <laughs> he has the early pregame show on Fox, ah, and he flies yeah. home afterwards. So if they play on Sunday night, there's a chance you get Dave. If it's a Monday or a Thursday night, you absolutely get Dave. Ah, yeah, ah, and he's a complete moron. He was a moron when he was a coach. He was a moron as a general, as a because he had fun, roster control. He's basically the general manager, right. and he's not a very good analyst. But we get him, and we're supposed to like forget. It's it's basically like. Um, and I'm sure Marquis will try to do this at some point, where it's the post-game show. It's going to be uh, Cole Wright, uh, Mike Quaddy, and Dusty Baker. And, and if they're, you know, and Dave wants that, they should bring him onto that. Yeah, they should. Not? They should just have Milani do that. <laughs> uh, uh, so here's the, here's the thing I was thinking about. I I spent way too much time thinking about for a network that I haven't turned on in well over a month and won't turn on again until God knows when because of the lockout. I still think from time to time about what Marquis should do. And here's what I don't understand. All right. Yes. Mm -hmm. I know you're the cub network, right? But Mm -hmm. you're also, you're a 24 hour sports network in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't you have a bear pre and post game show every week? And like a long one, like two hours, blow it out both on both ends. Um, which I'm sure, sure Crane has blown it up out of both ends. Um, <laughs> you should you should have a show for the Bulls. You should yeah. have, I mean, the uh, the first uh, what did now I'll confuse myself. Oh, during the pandemic season, mm-hmm. the original plan was. That NBC Sports Chicago was still going to have Bears like post game, or Bears Cubs post game, mm-hmm. 
they were just like, fuck it, we'll just we'll continue when the Sox if the, if there's if there's not a conflict with the Sox, turn it over to us. And you can watch us talk about the Cubs. You don't have to watch those dopes on the new network. And the mm-hmm. pandemic obviously scuttled that. But why if you're if you're Marquee and you have all that tonnage to fill, and they do they have like a half ass bear show. It's like a half hour and I mean right. Cole Wright used to be a host on NFL Network. Right. So you've actually right. got a guy that you could have host it. Well, Just, yeah. you have to get how do they ever sell an ad? In the offseason. Yeah. Well, you're, you're not wrong, but, I mean, what about their, their pre- and post-Cubs show? That's so, true. It would be, it'd be embarrassing if, that their, if their yeah. other team stuff was better than their Cubs pre- and post. And it's, I watch it very rarely, after, but it seems like, ah, here's a David Ross's press conference. It's like two questions, and then they cut away. Well, that, there, was, there, was a, there was a manager. Wait, that's it? There's two questions? Oh, and they had a thing where early on, they were always – they. The Cubs PR people were were told they had to call the first two questions of every press conference had to go to Taylor, <laughs> so that Marquis could show those and then cut away. So mm-hmm. it would look like Taylor had an, an exclusive, exclusive post-game interview with whoever it was. They just think we're so. Stupid. And Paul Sullivan, who was the head of the Baseball Writers Association at the time, basically went and said, "Yeah, fuck that. Everybody. You want us to none of us to bother to tune into this stuff and cover it." Because that's what we're going to do. If you're going to pretend that it's marquee post game, yeah, she can go. She works for you guys. She can go interview whoever she wants. Right. So eventually they stopped. But that's a fun group over there. <laughs> but no, they. I mean, I don't know how much more bear content I could take. Yeah, I mean, considering I watch a bunch of it and then we do this every week, but still, it'd be nice to know what's out there. I guess. At least try. Do well, something yeah. with your network. Like, yeah. let's see. Let's do experiment. What's on right now? I was going to do that. I'm glad. Okay, you do it. Good. This ought to be terrific. Oh, this is. I, I don't know how I didn't know this. It's uh, college basketball, Southern University against Louisville. <laughs> there you go. It's must see TV. That's good stuff. And then coming up at 10 o'clock uh, on tape, Lafayette and Syracuse. Wow! Just what Don't you tell me the score because then I there's a couple of uh, of episodes of Cubs 360 uh, weekly, whatever that is, which is a title that makes no sense. Just says Cubs it's a repeat. Damn, not an original. Oh no, the dumbest the dumbest title they have is they have a weekly recap show where they show highlights of every game for the week and they call it Let's Play Two. Also stupid. It's yeah. No, isn't it like six or seven? It's not <laughs> two. No, oh, but Ernie Banks said, let's play yeah, two. I know he so did. Therefore, we have to shoehorn this name. The thing about Ernie is, if Ernie had been around during the days of Marquis for uh, a small fee, he would have easily said, let's play six or let's play seven. Sure. He'd have been fine with it. And then you could have actually called it that. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, so no game this week. We don't have to guess any lines. Um, and then next week, Bears, Lions... Um, well, Bears Ravens first. Oh, sorry, Bears Ravens. That's right. Thanksgiving is two weeks. Bears Ravens, and that one I don't know. I don't even know what network that's on. That's uh, it's home game because the Bears schedule right. alternates. This year, so yeah. in the good old days, that would have been a CBS game. Right, but not anymore necessarily. Yeah. At least it's a regular old noon game. It is right? a CBS game. It is okay. And then I wonder if the Lions, that you would think would be Fox, but that's not always. I guess it has to be. 
because there has to be a uh, an AFC team for CBS to cover in the Cowboy game there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what exciting announcers we're going to get for Bears-Ravens. That smells like a number two team of Ian Eagle and Charles Davis. Okay. Big, you know, a big market against the Ravens. Justin oh, Fields yeah. and Lamar Jackson. Right, right. Yes, okay. And then Troy and Joe. The big Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. brouhaha. Yeah. I love it when the Bears ruin Thanksgiving. It's great. Yeah, it's the worst. It's always the worst when they play on Thanksgiving. It's actually, what year was it where they played the Cowboys on Thanksgiving? It was even worse because they were playing, but now they were playing that the second game. Right. It's nice when you can just get the loss out of the way early. Get onto your turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Get your turducken. All right. Well, no, uh, no bear pod next week. Unless we want to talk for an hour about how they didn't lose. We could do that. <laughs> yeah, Maybe it's a well, well-earned break for all of us. Yeah. To regroup. There's no, uh, there's no remember this crap this week. Oh my. Because there's no crap to remember. <laughs> but now next week there will be next week no bear pod, but I remember this crap. Okay. Great moments yeah. in, uh, and we got to figure out how we want to do this. If we want to do, um, I guess it has to be. I mean, we could just stick to the Ravens, but I we probably have to throw the old Baltimore Colts in. Oh. Because we, when we did, because the these Ravens are actually the Browns. And we didn't talk about them when we talked about the Browns. See? Well, there you go. There's your answer. I don't know. It's going to be a real mess. Maybe we'll just do a long review of the movie Diner instead. Uh, no, see, that would be good. That's a good Baltimore connection. I like that. Yeah. With Barry Levinson. We'll just take the quiz. Yeah. That's what There we'll you go. All right. Well, then we will uh, we'll bear it up uh, in two weeks then. We'll see, you. we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. Thank you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have herpes. 